This is the Prosperous Feminine Podcast with Julie Steelman. Julie shares uncommon wisdom on feminine ways of becoming fully resourced so you can help save our beautiful planet. Listen in if you want to heal your money story and do your part to birth a planet-forward consciousness. Welcome, beautifuls. Welcome to the Prosperous Feminine, where we empower feminine entrepreneurs over 50 like you to thrive in your business. I'm Julie Steelman. I'm your host and guide on this journey to success. And today we're going to dive into a topic that many of us encounter in an entrepreneurial journey, and that's dealing with difficult clients with grace, right? So I want you to lean in, right? Because I'm your board of directors and we need support in this. And as feminine entrepreneurs over 50, it's essential to approach challenging situations with grace and confidence and a strategic mindset. And I'm going to give you three effective strategies on how to navigate these really challenging, difficult situations. The first is that we got to set clear boundaries and expectations. And one of the keys to managing difficult clients is in that establishment of those boundaries and expectations from the outset. And this is where you need to be really well-trained and skilled at enrollment calls because in those calls, right, we're creating possibility and we fall in love with each other. And there's all this really good, yummy energy, but it's also a time to communicate very clearly, openly, and honestly about what you can offer and what they can expect. And it's also helpful to say, and I'm looking for people who are really committed that want to be in this group that are really sure this is the right place for them, right? And we start to establish the expectation of them, right? Because we've got to be able to set the tone for being able to handle any issues that arise. And boundaries are not about building a wall or shunning people or shutting them out. It's really about creating healthy and respectful relationships that go both ways, right? And so some of the ways that I do this, there's two things that I do. In an enrollment call or a discovery session, if I can sense or feel, I'm my instincts are going off that something doesn't feel right, right? And we always have to check ourselves because sometimes it's our stuff or we're feeling uncomfortable because we're in an enrollment conversation and wondering about our value and all those things that pop up and can I really help this person? But there's also those instincts about the other person, about the things they get hyper-focused on and the things that they especially pay attention. If you're on a call and someone wants to negotiate the times of a program with you or they want to shift something that you've already set in stone that other people have already enrolled in your program and made those agreements, right? So like times of sessions or that you require 24-hour cancellation, right? We want to set up a healthy relationship from the beginning where you get to be an authority and there's mutual respect because not only are you protecting your time and energy, but you're also fostering a professional environment for clients to show up where you can thrive together. Because without a safe and calm coaching container, it's difficult for that to be productive. 
Another thing that I do is in enrollment calls, I slow it down. And if I'm starting to wonder or doubt if the person is coachable or if they're actually really serious, because I like people who are really serious and really invested. I actually don't want anybody who's less than that because they tend to disrupt the containers that I create. And that's privately or in group or in mini accelerators. And I slow it down and I check in with them. Are you feeling like this is the right thing for you? What are your concerns? I make sure I tease all that out. The other thing that I might do is say, you know, we've gone over a lot today. There's a lot to think about. Why don't we both take a break and let's schedule another time to talk tomorrow and come back together to give everybody some space. Okay, because here's the thing. You're looking for right fit clients, not just any client. Because I'm here to tell you that the wrong fit client is going to cause difficulty. They're going to take up your psychic space. They're not worth the money at all. I'd rather not sign a client than have one that's difficult. And it takes a lot of skill to work through difficult clients when you're exiting them out because they become more difficult during an exiting than they are at the beginning. I used to work for Microsoft and I was a manager. So like people would throw themselves at me at networking events because they wanted to work for Microsoft. And I started to realize that I had to have boundaries with these people, you know, and that they would do anything. And so I started looking at it as I'm interviewing them for skill, but I'm also interviewing them for attitude, respect, and coachability. And there's a lot of people who had incredible resumes, but I never invited them back because they were going to disrupt the team because they weren't going to be respectful because they weren't going to allow me to lead. And I encourage you to be willing to say no to a client, to not let them in a program or not have them be a client because you're not feeling that level of professionalism and respect in the relationship. The second thing that I do is in my contract, I get another opportunity for them to get out. And listen, most people want all the way in and most people are great, okay? But I like to create clear shared agreements. So I put shared agreements in my contracts about how coaching sessions are going and the responsibility that's on the client for showing up with material and that in that coaching session, they're responsible for coming to that session with something to work on and a result they want by the end. And I make that very clear. I also make it really clear that if at any time there's disrespect or you're questioning my methods, my ethics, my morals, or my values, we're going to have a conversation about that. Now, listen, these are really well-written and they're done with love. But to be really clear, if someone's feeling like they can't agree to those, then they shouldn't sign the contract. And I also put them in the contract for a very specific reason, where recently I had an experience of a level of disrespect, someone that was uncoachable, that were just unsettled from the beginning and of signing on an agreement. And the things that they were questioning were things that they knew in advance that are not things that are changeable. And after pouring my heart and my soul, after giving many recommendations and spending hours and a lot of psychic space and a lot of energy to try to contain this person, I reached a decision of we're not doing this anymore and I'm not available for this. The thing that broke the straw for me was disrespect and questioning my ethics and my morals when I had to really stop and look and say, I presented everything 100% clean and clear. And so I decided that this was no longer a productive coaching arrangement. 
listen, this is uncomfortable. These are not fun situations to be in. So I'm giving you this so you don't have to get into them. But if someone's wavering, you can handle it in an enrollment session. You can split the enrollment session in two. You can check in with them about it. If you're not feeling settled about them joining, take a pause, have another session. Let's all step back and think about this. Don't be afraid to walk away when it doesn't feel right, okay? The second thing is if that's all seems to work itself out and then you get to the contract, please don't do any coaching group or private without a contract, okay? Because the contract will save your bum if someone's difficult or they become difficult or a situation becomes difficult because things change all the time. So the thing that I do is I have five shared agreements that are in my legal contract about coaching session and coaching client relationship and behavior because I've only dealt with it two times, once in a group session and once privately but they taught me things about what I want to prevent. And that's all we're trying to do here because that helps people really check it out with themselves. Can I make this agreement? Do I want to agree to this? Right? Okay. So let's say you're in a difficult situation. What do you do? The first thing that you got to do is please, 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 please do not avoid responding to them. Respond as quickly, swiftly, and clearly as possible. Do not argue points with people via email. Say, I just recently had one and it was like, I understand that you are upset. I understand that you are reconsidering. We have a coaching scheduled, scheduled in the next few days. We're going to use that time. And my intention is that we're going to come to a resolve that works for both of us. And you should know there are no refunds. You signed it a no refund contract. So I made it clear what the new agreement was and what we're going to do. And then when you get on that call, be really empathetic and active listen. Because as feminine entrepreneurs, we know the power of empathy and compassion in our interactions. Because when we're dealing with difficult clients, sometimes it's personality, sometimes people make mistakes, and sometimes borderline personalities slip through. It happens, okay? But we got to practice keeping it clean and clear on our end and using active listening to seek and understand their perspective. But also there's a really good chance that under their perspective, they are bumping into an internal block. They're bumping into exactly the thing they came for. So when you get them to bring that up and move them, you can ask if it's okay to talk about how you're going to resolve that. Please don't coach them at that time, but ask them, here's what's possible for you if you recommit. What I see is you bumping up against an inner barrier that is actually normal to have happen, really normalize what's happening. And I think if you want to recommit, this is what's available for you. This is why... You agreed to join, you signed a contract, you made the payment, and I trust that you made that decision because you came here for something, right? And like, then see what you can work out with each other. Now, if you need to take some space and time and they need to make a decision, I wouldn't give them more than 24 hours, especially if it's a group, because we don't want them disrupting the container, Okay, but we really want to practice that compassion. However, you want to remain firm about your boundaries. 
Because empathy doesn't mean that we agree with everything they say or we're condoning inappropriate behavior. It's actually about acknowledging their feelings, their humanity, validating their concerns, but also providing solutions and recommendations that get people to the other side. And we want a mutually beneficial solution. It isn't 100% of the time that that's workable. It doesn't always work out. The one that I just recently went through didn't work out. I could see that they were absolutely not coachable. The email communication was was every reason to break a contract. And that was enough for me. I'd done enough. I'd already spent seven hours in my coaching time. It was about $4,000 of my psychic, energetic attention and investment. And I was done. So the other thing that I want to say, the third thing here, third strategy is really about staying calm and professional. And when we're faced with these challenging situations, they're hard. They upset us. They shake us, right? Our nervous systems get a little off. And being women over 50, we have wisdom and experience to handle adversity with grace and professionalism. You want to stay calm and composed, but you also want to show up with options and solutions. And so I try solutions or make recommendations We could do it this way instead of that way. However, there comes a point in time if you've made two recommendations and the person is still arguing that point, they are not going to take that recommendation. And now they just want you to twist yourself into a pretzel for them. That's a boundary where you draw a line. That's a no. If you do it a third time, it really becomes an imbalance of power. And once again, that is an unproductive coaching environment. Okay. So you got to know when that is. So the other thing is you want to show up with options. And before you get on those calls, you decide what you're willing to move on and what you're not willing to move on. And we got to be able to provide people with options and say, if you stay in the program and you want to continue, this is what I need from you. And even saying, we're not going to have this conversation again in a month. I need you to commit and recommit. This is the point where you're all in or you're all out and we're going to make that decision right now. Because sometimes you've got to press in a little bit on people because you got to hold a boundary. It's the only way that you're going to maintain your power in the relationship. And you can't have someone in a group coaching program who thinks they have power over you. They are going to disturb and disrupt everyone else in the group, even if it's unconscious and it's subtle. It's really, really, really not worth it. And then you have to recontainerize the group. So You got to show up. The other thing, last thing I want to say to you, as a feminine entrepreneur over 50, you own your own business. You write your own terms and you make your own decisions. And this is where you have to have some sovereignty. And you might have a contract where it's non-refundable, end of story. You might have a contract where they get two weeks to consider and then they can get a refund. You might have a contract that for the first two weeks, you can get out within the first 30 days if you cancel at within 30 days, that's a 30% buyout, right? And you might have a totally non-refundable contract. I use non-refundable contracts because I want my people committed and invested because that's how I show up. And the people and women that do that, I'm right now leading the Income Accelerator Academy program. The women that are in there have a stake in the ground. Part of the way I do contracts is because I want them to have that stake in the ground that they're clear about our shared agreements and they're clear about expectations, but they also understand that I am warm and I stay composed and I am empathetic. And when you cross a line of being disrespectful, I'm, I'm going to cut bait. 
So that's in my contract so that I have the rights to do that because you got to protect yourself. Okay. Because we don't want to get drawn into the emotional conflict. And some people will try to negotiate with you emotionally. Some people will try to negotiate with you or barter, but you always have the right to override your own contract and decide what's best for you, what's best for this situation, what's fair, and be really clear about that line and don't let anyone negotiate that from you. I recently did make an exception to a non-refundable contract, but I decided what those terms were going to be based on how much time I'd already invested in the person and how much they kept taking and wanted to keep taking and how much they were unwilling to use and integrate solutions and suggestions and options, it became a no-win situation. And I decided to do that because it's what felt right to me. So you do what feels right to you, but I really want you to remember that you have options and I want you to protect your sacred sovereign space because as a leader and as a coach, it'll help you be so much more productive with the people that you serve. Don't be afraid to say no to a client. Don't be afraid to fire a client. No money, no money is ever worth someone stealing your grace or your psychic space or being disrespectful or being unwilling and uncoachable. No one. So I hope this was helpful. It doesn't happen all the time, but when it does, you want a place to lean into. So I hope you will share this with your friends. Subscribe below. And if it does happen, come back and listen and decide for yourself what's the best thing for you. So in conclusion, I just want to say difficult clients, it's normal. It's an inevitable part of being an entrepreneur. And by implementing these strategies that we just talked about, setting clear boundaries, practicing empathy, maintaining professionalism, being clear about expectations of participation, you can actually clear most of these situations before anyone ever pays you or signs. That's my ideal scenario, right? So thank you for listening to The Prosperous Feminine. If you found this helpful today, please be sure to subscribe for more empowering content. And remember that as a feminine entrepreneur over 50, you have the strength, resilience, and wisdom to navigate this entire terrain. And I trust you with your business decisions. I'm Julie Steelman. Thanks for listening to The Prosperous Feminine Podcast with Julie Steelman. If you love what you heard, Please share this podcast with a friend and be sure to subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.